During the holidays, we all like to have our families around us to share the festive occasion. And the Kingfisher's wife, Sapphire, has invited her mother to be with them over New Year's. Right now, supper is over, and the little family group, Sapphire, the Kingfish, and Mama, are relaxing in the living room. Oh, Mama, it's so nice to have you here with us again. Yes, daughter. And I'm so happy I'm going to see the New Year in with you and George. Yeah, well, Mama, dear, uh, the thing I'd like to know is, just how much of the New Year are you planning on seeing in with us? <laughs> what you driving at? Well, nothing, but I remember last year you dropped over to see the New Year in, and you not only see it in the New Year, but you see it in Washington's birthday, St. Patrick's Day, and the 4th of July. <laughs> As I recall, I think I see your big fat shadow around on Groundhog's Day. <laughs> George, is you implying that Mama ain't welcome to spend the New Year with us? Oh, of course not, Sapphire, but now that you bring it up, I wouldn't mind seeing her and the last chorus of old anxiety fade away at the same time. <laughs> you know, son-in-law, dear, you remind me of the circus that went broke. Now, why is that? Nothing under the big top but wind. <laughs> <laughs> Now, take it easy there, Mama. Last time you tackled like that, your bridge popped out on the coffee table. Well, daughter, as long as he's going to take this attitude, why don't you tell that big fat head what you're going to tell him? You know, Mama, I think you're right. I can see trouble coming here. Now, wait a minute. What is all this? What kind of an egg is you two vultures hatching now? George, me and Mama talked it over, and this is final. We're five months behind in the rent. We got bills from all over. It's a holiday. So I'm giving you exactly two days to get a job. I'm leaving you for good. Two days? Now, wait a minute, Sapphire. George, I'm sick and tired of you not working. And if you don't get a job this time, I'm through with you forever. You hear that, you big loafer? Yeah, you hear that, you no-good, stupid, lazy loafer? Listen, <laughs> Mama, just let's have the insult straight. Don't start throwing in no chasers now. <laughs> You got exactly two days to get a job. Two days? Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, nothing. What kind of a man are you? You ain't got no ambition, no self-respect. You ain't nothing but a low-down, spineless weasel. Come on, Mama, we'll go in the bedroom. Oh, me. Why did I ever marry that woman? Could I have wanted to stay out of the Spanish-American War that bad? <laughs> Nothing around here but nastiness and, uh... Yeah? Stevens, I'm glad I found you home. Oh. Uh, Miss Landlord, yes, sir. You come up here to, uh, wish us a happy new year or something? On the contrary, I came up here to throw you out in the street. You come up here, are you gonna... You mean to say that you, uh... uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look, Stevens, after I throw you out, I'm going to heave your furniture out. Then I'm going to throw your bags and your clothes after you. Yeah, you're really going for it in a big way, Andrew. <laughs> Stevens, I'm tired of your stalling. You're five months in arrears on your rent. Yeah, well, I admit that I pretty well reared up on the stuff, but... <laughs> I'm going away over the weekend. When I get back, if there isn't at least one month's rent in my mailbox... Out you go. Yeah, well, I'll do something about it, but it ain't right to threaten me like this. Someday I'll get even. You'll what? 
I say, uh, I'll do it this evening. That's what I say. <laughs> That's better. Now, I wrote my new address on this piece of paper here. 2121 Riverside Drive. Yeah. And the money better be there when I get back. Oh, yes, I'll send it to you. And by the way, Miss Landlord, would you mind turning on the gas, uh, turn our gas back on? It's been shut off now for a week. Oh, no. It'll be just like you to kill yourself and cheat me out of my rent. <laughs> Sitting here in the large hall, looking through the classified ads, yeah? So you're going to take a job, huh, Kingfish? This is going to be quite a shock to your friends. Well, tell me this. You're going to use your own name or take the job under a nom de prune? <laughs> oh, and i just going to close my eyes and plunge into the employment with both feet. Yeah, got a lot of jobs here on the help one. Look at that. Look at all these jobs, people. Yeah, look at all them jobs there. Let me see this. Look at this one. Opportunity for ambitious young men to handle fast-moving items. Openings in all fields for solo sitters and can varnishers. And uh, that solicitors and canvassers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, you better skip that, Kingfish. You don't know nothing about running them big machines. You got to watch it. These people that write these help on the ads is pretty tricky. And one time I answered the ad to say, short hours, good pay, chance for advancement in pleasant suburban surroundings. Yeah. The job turned out to be digging graves over Newark. That's what it was. Well, you know, you ought to go see one of these politicians, get one of them government jobs. Yeah, government jobs. That's the thing, all right. On them jobs, you can go to sleep and know you was protected. You can. Yeah, you get in right, Andy. You know, the only thing that can wake you up is a change of administration. I tell you. Yeah, but I guess all them good jobs is took. Hey, wait a minute. Now, here's something here. Uh, I was kind of mulling over this one. I didn't mull this one pretty good. Look here. They wanted two men to learn building trade. Apply to Carter Construction Company. Look, Andy, what do you say? You and me go down there. It wouldn't hurt us to learn the construction business. Yeah, well, I'll go with you, but... You know, I was always been afraid of work myself after what happened to my uncle. He used to repair the big furnaces in the office building. Uh-huh. He was working inside a firebox one day when they decided to take a little nap. Nobody knew he was in there, and they started up the furnace. Holy mackerel. Oh, yeah, it was a sad thing, all right. To this day, our family has never known whether or not we buried the right clinker. <laughs> Does you think that you can use us, Mr. Carter? Well, I think I could use you two men on a remodeling job. We're doing over a house, and the preliminary wrecking has to be done. You two might go over there and get started on tearing down the porch. Yes, sir. We'll deporch the thing for you. Oh, yes, sir. We'll work hard, too. Yes. Uh, well, you can get the necessary tools from the foreman. I'll write the address out here for you. Yeah. It's uh, 666 Amsterdam Avenue. It's the frame house. There you are. 666 Amsterdam. Thank you, sir. I'll put it in my pocket, sir. Yeah, get on it the first thing in the morning and be sure you do a good job over there. Oh, don't worry about us, mister. When it comes to wrecking, you won't find two bigger wrecks than we are. Oh. Well, then, old boy, 
Well, here it is, 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, I guess we better get over and start wrecking the porch on that house like Mr. Carter said. I don't remember the address. Uh, neither do I, but I got the address right here in my pocket. Here it is on a slip of paper here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got two slips of paper there. Yeah, well, one of them got the house we are supposed to wreck. And the other one got the landlord's address on it. Well, don't get it mixed up. Oh, don't be stupid, Annie. Nobody can make a mistake like that. 666 Amsterdam Avenue, that's the landlord's address. <laughs> we'll go over and rip the pooch over 2121 Riverside Drive. Come on. Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist speaking to you for the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. Rexall Anapac is a good example. This wonderful new formula combines antihistamine with time-tested APC compound to bring you quick and effective relief from both cold symptoms and the headache Soreness and fever that usually accompany a cold. Yes, for all-around relief from colds, ask for Anapac. That's A-N-A-P-A-C, Anapac, at Rexall Drugstores, everywhere. Give me a hand here, Kingfish. I'm having trouble ripping this porch railing off. Yeah, let me get this crowbar under there one. Uh, there we are. Uh, say, Kingfish, I was just thinking, uh, didn't that Mr. Carter say this house over here on Riverside Drive was supposed to be a frame house? Yeah, well, this is a frame house. Well, maybe it is, but this is the brickiest frame house I don't ever seen. <laughs> the house got good windows uh, in it. Yeah, I know. And the window's made out of wood. Yeah, that's right. Well, the window's is framed with brick, ain't it? Sure. So there you is, it's a frame house. Oh, yeah. yeah we got this right address all right on the paper, 2121 Riverside Drive. Yeah. Oh, we got the right house, stupid. We got to rip this porch off, though. Come on, let's get going. Okay, okay. Say, Kingfish, don't you think we ought to take the roof off the porch first? No, no, Andy, we'll get the roof after we take the pillars down. <laughs> Get behind there, boy. I got this pillar loose, and uh, we both going to pull on it. Yeah, okay. I got a grip on it, Jeff. All right, me too. We both pull together now. Pull. Pull away. Pull away. Pull away. Pull away. Stop pulling. <laughs> you know, the roof come right down all right, didn't it? Yeah, come down nice all right, but... Uh... Was it supposed to take that bay window with it? Don't worry about it, Andy. Look, look here, boy. Look what time it is. Almost five o'clock. Quitting time. Sure, huh? Yeah, we can finish this up in the morning. Yeah, sure. Okay, Kingfish. I'll meet you back here at nine o'clock. Only one thing, though, Kingfish. I'm still worried about us knocking off that bay window. That ain't exactly part of the porch. Oh, don't give it a second thought, Andy. In the wrecking business, that was known as overcutting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like in the medical profession, when it takes out an appendix. Ain't nobody going to hold it against the doctor if, in the heat of the operation, he whacks off a couple of slices of liver. Now, you can't... Yeah. 
me, well, quarter to nine. I'll let Andy get over there and do the heavy work this morning, and then I'll wander over to that place later. It ain't working out bad. Sapphire ain't going to leave me once you find out I got a job. I'm not going to have money for the landlord. And... Uh, hello, George. Steve is speaking. This is Mr. Carter over at the Carter Construction Company. Oh, yeah, Mr. Carter. How's you this morning? See here, what are you and Brown trying to pull? Why didn't you show up at that porch wrecking job yesterday? Yeah, well, you see, we, uh, we, uh, uh, excuse me, you say you want us to slow up on that porch wrecking job? I said, why didn't you show up on that porch wrecking job? Well, I, uh, Miss Carter, excuse me, uh, we got a bad disconnection here. Can't you hear what I'm saying? I can hear what you're saying, but I know you ain't saying what I is hearing. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Uh, look, Miss Carter, the phone's all messed up here. I tell you what, you hang up and I'll call you right back. All right. It's Chester 67423. Hmm, how do you like that? Man, say one thing into the phone and come out another. You'd think they'd have the bugs out of these things by now. Hello? Uh, this is Stevens again, Mr. Carter. Oh, well, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, it's Mr. Carter coming in fine. Good. Now, what was that you want to tell me? I want to know why you and Brown didn't show up to wreck that porch yesterday. Uh, Mr. Carter, I think this time I better hang up and then you call me back. <laughs> Look, Stevens, what's going on here? You sound confused. I sound confused. You are the one that's confused. We spent the whole day yesterday wrecking the porch over at 2121 Riverside Drive. 2121 Riverside Drive? That's fine. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That's just great. Oh, we thought it was a nice job we'd done. The porch you were supposed to wreck was at 666 Amsterdam Avenue. Uh, Miss Carter... Is you there? Yes. Listen, Mr. Carter, this time I'm going to hang up and let's do nobody call nobody back. <laughs> Holy mackerel. How could we have went to the wrong address? The only other address I had in my pocket was the land, the land, the land. Oh, me. We done tore the porch off the landlord's house. And after me saying that I'd get even with him. Holy mackerel. He not only gonna bounce me out of my apartment, but he gonna dribble me right down to the jail. That's what he. That's right, officer. I'm phoning from my house right now. I just got home. You mean to say some vandals practically tore the porch off your house? Have you any idea who it was? Not in the least. I'd certainly like to get my hands on the person responsible for this. I tell you, I'd. Just a minute, officer. A car is stopping in front of my house. A man's getting out with some tools. A fat fellow with a derby. He's got a crowbar in his hand. Whoever it was has come back. Well, it's probably some kind of a nut. You keep him there and humor him a bit. And we'll send a squad car right over. Fine. Now, now let me get out and see what's going on. Thank you, Amos. Thank you very much for driving me over here. Yeah, well, Andy, from the looks of that porch over there, you and the Kingfish done a good job yesterday, all right? Oh, yeah. He's going to meet me over here. I'll see you later, Amos. All right, Andy. So long, boy. Oh, do, 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 do,
Hmm. Man just come out of the house. Maybe the construction company sent him over here. Uh, good morning, mister. You going to help me wreck the porch this morning? No. So you're the one who wrecked the porch. Oh, sure. You just came over here and decided to wreck it all by yourself? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. Mr. Carter told me to do it. Oh, Mr. Carter told you? Yes, sir. I suppose this Mr. Carter is a little man with pink wings that no one can see but you. Mm, no, sir. He's a big fellow that smokes a pipe and wears a checkered vest. Anybody can see him if they make an appointment. Uh, hey, look at there, mister. The police car done stopped in front of the house. And the two policemen is coming this way. Say, you ain't in no trouble, is you, mister? I'm in no trouble. Uh, wonder what they want. Is this him? This is him. All right, buddy. Just come along with us. With you? Yes. It's all right with Mr. Carter. Oh, oh, well, that's different, sure. Uh, where are we going? We're taking a little trip to the station house. Oh, uh, you got a porch down there you want ripped off, too? <laughs> all right, Mac. Take him away. All right. Now, here's your Rexall family druggist. Friends, don't let your holiday be spoiled by the acid indigestion that sometimes results from rich, heavy foods and beverages. Keep a bottle of Bismarck's on hand. This famous antacid, with the exclusive Rexall formula, works in a continuous relay to give both fast and prolonged relief. Excess acidity is often neutralized in less than one minute. Then other ingredients, dissolving more slowly, ease gastric distress and leave a soothing protective covering on irritated stomach membranes. So remember, for fast, continuous, and prolonged relief from acid indigestion, ask for Bismarex, B-I-S-M-A hyphen R-E-X, Bismarex. Always on hand at Rexall drugstores everywhere. the whole story, Calhoun. We got the porches mixed up. We were supposed to wreck the stoop on Amsterdam Avenue, but instead we tore down the stoop on Riverside Drive. Uh-huh. Now, what can I do about Andy, who is in jail? Now, just a minute, Kingfish. Let's just consider one stoop at a time. <laughs> oh, Calhoun, if the landlord ever finds out that I is involved in this thing, he's going to think I was trying to get even with him, and he's going to throw the book at me. Now, Amos is down now getting Andy out of jail on bill. But this, this case come up tomorrow, and Andy's sure to tell the whole story to the judge. Well, now, Kingfish, in a case like this, at all costs, you must maintain the vegetable equilibrium. <laughs> vegetable equilibrium? Yeah, don't let Andy spill the beans. <laughs> I guess you're right there, Calhoun. I got to find some way, though, to keep that boy Andy from involving me in this young mess. Now, how am I going to do that? I'm going to keep Andy big motion. Well, now, you know, it's too bad that you and Andy ain't gangsters, Kingfish, because when one gangster gets arrested, he never squeals on the other one. Well, Andy only been in jail overnight, and gangsters, uh, gangsters don't squeal, uh, Calhoun. Huh? I got it. 
I think I'm going to have a little talk with hardened criminal Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to convince him that he ought to keep his mouth shut. But you better act fast, King. Yeah, I'm going to act fast. You know, I got a lawyer friend, and his client was in the death house last week, sent him to the electric chair, and the lawyer tried to get him out on the Habeas Corpus. Habeas Corpus, huh? Yeah, first he went to the mayor, and then he went to the lieutenant governor, then he went to the governor, and then he went to the Supreme Court. Well, how'd he make out? Uh, not so good. By the time he got to Habeas, his client was a copper. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Amos, for bailing me out of jail. Oh, you're welcome, man. I was glad to come down and do it. Yeah, well, I hope I could do the same for you sometime. <laughs> well, this is a terrible thing, though, when you stop and think of it. When I got your telephone call, I didn't know... Well, I was just sorry for you. Spending uh, 12 hours in jail. And not only that, now you got to go before the judge tomorrow morning, ain't you? Oh, yeah, but that ain't nothing. Uh, Kingfish will straighten that all out. Well, see you later. So long, Amos. So long. I bet that Kingfish been worried sick about me. Uh, hi, Kingfish. I uh, got to talk to you. Well, how are you, Andy? What's new? What's new? <laughs> Kingfish, listen here. I got arrested, spent 12 hours in jail, and my case comes up tomorrow. Well, I think it was funny that I didn't see you around, Andy. Wait a minute, Jerry. What are you talking about? I got arrested for tearing up that porch. But I guess everything's going to be all right, though, when I tell the judge about Mr. Carter and you and me working for him and all that business. Oh, you will decided to flip your lip when you go before the judge, huh? <laughs> you will then decided to turn squealer, violate the code of the underworld. The code of the underworld? Certainly, Andrew. You know what the gangsters does to squealers. Puts them in a barrel of cement and throws them in the Hudson River. They always do that? Oh, yeah, and That river really getting jammed up, too. <laughs> I when that tide is out, you can walk on stool pigeons from here to Jersey City. <laughs> but listen here, Kingfish, that code of the underworld. Yeah. That, that's for crooks and gangsters. I ain't no gangster. Oh, you ain't, huh? Well, now let's analyze the situation here and see if you were or not. Where was you for the past 12 hours? Now, tell me that. Look me in the eye, though. Tell me where you were. In jail. All right. And when you was in jail, who was in the cell on one side of it? Well, uh, a criminal. Right. Now, who was in the cell on the other side of it? Another criminal. But that don't make me no criminal. Listen, Andy, down on the farm, the only thing they put between two mules is another jackass or a load of hay. <laughs> well, believe me, boys, with that meals of yours, you don't look like no bale of hay to me. Well, I don't care what you say now, even if I is a gangster. I'm going to tell the judge the truth. Well, if you done made up your mind to squeal, that's it. But I sure hope you don't go like Legs O'Shaughnessy. Legs O'Shaughnessy, what happened to him? Well, he was innocent too, Andy, but he blabbed to the judge. The mob cut him down as he was leaving the courthouse. Submachine guns, Andy. Really filled him full of holes. Mm, really ventilated him, huh? Oh, yeah. 
More holes in the board than the piccolo. <laughs> I remember there was a slight wind blowing at the funeral. And when they played all sweet mystery of life, O'Shaughnessy whistled right along with you. <laughs> Tell you something, Kingfish. I don't want to end up in the string section at my own funeral. I, <laughs> well, I guess the best thing for me to do is not to say nothing to nobody. Yeah, and, uh, you can't go against the code of the underworld. You got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, you're right. Oh, of course, I. The only thing to do is go down there, keep your mouth shut, plead guilty, and take the rap. Oh, it's the only thing to do. Oh, you big man, boy. <laughs> this really goes to show you the dangers of employment. <laughs> I take a job for the first time in ten years, and two days later, I winds up a hardened criminal. <laughs> well, come on in and walk with me up to my apartment. Oh, me, Kingfish, what a day I had in court today. I pleaded guilty, and the judge done fined me $200. I sure glad I kept my mouth closed, though, and followed the code of the underworld. Well, Andy, now that it's all over, boy, I, I got a little confession to make you. Yes, huh? Hey, you see, I done uh, got the addresses mixed up, and that was my landlord's house that we done tore the pooch off of. What? Yeah, well, I, I had to I had to let you take the rap, and I had to do it. Kingfish, this is the dirtiest trick you done ever for. Well, now, wait a minute, Andy. It ain't my fault that I was smart and you was a big dummy. Ain't no use be mad. Now, listen, Kingfish. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait. Let's let bygone be bygone. Uh, now, come on in the apartment, Andy, and I'll invite you to dinner just to show you there ain't no hard feeling. Yeah, well, that's better. Okay. Now, my dear, home. Well, that's fine. You can take my bags down to the taxi. I'm leaving. And she's leaving you for good this time, skinhead. <laughs> but, uh, honey... George, you let me down. I told you if you didn't get a job in two days, I was leaving you for good. I could forgive you if you had at least tried. Yeah, but, honey, uh, I didn't let you down. I not only tried to get a job, but I did get a job with the Carter Construction Company. I worked for two days. I don't believe it. Oh, tell her, Annie. Tell her. Tell her how I worked for two days with the Carter Construction Company. Not me, Kingfish. I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm still following the code of the underworld. <laughs> For midwinter buys that will pop your eyes, check Rexall's full-page ad in current issues of Life, Look, Collier's, Saturday Evening Post, and Country Gentleman. You'll find seven big cut-price specials on everyday needs. Example, Rex-Ray heat pad, regular price $4.49, down now to only $2.99. In addition, there are 65 other top-quality Rexall values. So, remember this tip from Wilcox. For midwinter buys that will pop your eyes, check Rexall's full-page ad in the current issues of Life, Look, Collier's, Saturday Evening Post, and Country Gentleman. And ladies and gentlemen, we certainly hope that one of your New Year's resolutions will be to visit your Rexall family drugstore. Thank you and good night. See you next Sunday.
special all during January. Half price sale on Caranome hand cream. Regular $2.20 jar, yours for only $1.10. And Caranome hand cream is hypoallergenic, safe for most sensitive skins. It softens, beautifies, protects. Remember, all during January, regular $2.20 jar of Caranome hand cream, only $1.10 at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when your Rexall druggist will again present the Amos and Andy Show. Stay tuned for the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy program, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is the CBS Radio Network.